Good morning and welcome everybody. You're listening to The Breakfast Show on Faith FM 87.6, 87.8 or 88. Right across Australia, right across the Faith FM network, wherever you are. Positively different radio in the morning. You're with the double L team, Larland. Lawson. Lawson. Yep. I'm right here. Absolutely. I'm right here. I'm ready to go. Double L team. All right, let's go then. Let's go. Let's do it. What are we, what are we thankful for this morning? Oh, well, you know what we're thankful for this morning. What are we thankful for this morning? Rice. Rice. I'm always thankful for rice, but I'm You're just always like... thankful for what you put in your stomach. <laughs> in my mouth, in my stomach. See, I go through my workshop. You go through your kitchen. Kitchen, that's correct. <laughs> you go, no, you, more, more specifically, you go through your pantry. I no more, and your friends' pantry. Even yeah, even that's what I was going to say. Even more specifically, I go through other people's pantries uh, because I don't spend a lot of time at home. I yes. I'm just out and about, and so I'm eating other people's rice all day, every day. Life must be uh, inexpensive for you. It is. It means I can spend money on things I don't need. Like- how- like like motorbikes and shoes. <laughs> I thought motorbikes were a need. I, I guess you could say it is, but um, oh man! Speaking of that, I I paid my mechanic yesterday for for fixing my engine. I finally got it back, and I'm going to put it back in my motorbike. I, I guess I could say I'm grateful for that. Yeah, that my, sounds my, like something super great, super super so grateful. Got my engine back and chuck it in the bike, but I uh, yeah, there was money that left my bank account that could have gone to food, but won't because as I said, I eat other people's food. So I went to my mechanic instead. Yeah, well, my, my engine is going to my mechanic today. Oh, nice yes, work. It cost a little bit more than your motorbike engine, I suspect. Oh, they are fair enough. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different. It is The Breakfast Show here on Faith FM. It is time for the quiz to begin. We're going to have the 100-point question right now. Let's see if you can answer this one. Play along with the quiz. Play along all morning. We love your company here on The Breakfast Show. And, of course, we love you. We love it when you interact with the show, get in contact with us, and have things to share. Of course, our number is 0491064669. So, yeah, jump in. Have a go. All right, here we go for 100 points. What strong man, oh, sounds like me, uh, had his birth foretold to his father. If you know the answer for 100 points, you can win yourself a Faith FM bookmark or bumper, well, and bumper sticker, or you can get those 100 points on the board. If you answer every single question correctly, you can win every single prize. But again, that number is 0491 That question was, what strong man had his birth foretold by his father, Manoa. Okay. Whose dad was named Manoa. Yes. Who? I wonder how this, like, his birth was foretold by his father. He's like, woman, you are impregnated? Or I guess it was maybe a little bit more supernatural than that. A little bit more supernatural than that. <laughs> <laughs> nice work. Anyways. Positively different positively, news. Positively different news. Let's talk about oh, it. Oh, I have a bunch of cool stories here. Okay, I'm gonna start I'm gonna start with this one. I start with this one. It's I think it's I think it's I think it's really, really cool. So the Hubble telescope is currently doing its it, you know, its uh retirement tour. Yes. You know, it has been succeeded by the James Webb telescope, which is better and cooler and more expensive and Sees father. Sees fa- father in. Further, further. Further in, in every single way. Um, and you know, it's, it's up there. They had a successful launch. I know that we, we covered it and talked a little bit about it, uh, through the processes that it was going through at the end of last year. But the Hubble telescope is, you know, it's doing its retirement tour. It's still taking pictures, still looking at things far away. And it has just broken the record for observing the furthest away star of all time. Really? Yeah. The James Webb one. 
hasn't seen one as far. I, I don't think. Why been, do we have a James Webb one? I don't we, think they're focusing on that yet. I don't think that's their thing yet. They're not looking for really far away stars. As I said, Hubble Telescope retirement tour. They're like they're pushing this thing to its limits before they bring it back in. Just, 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 just melt it down by overworking it because we don't. That's need it right. Anymore. And they have observed a star. They're calling the star. Uh, Arendelle, 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 Arendelle. And um, this star is 12.9 billion light years away. Okay, so if you you could travel at the speed of light, Mm -hmm. you could circumnavigate our world seven times in a second. That's right. And if you travel at that speed, which is pretty fast. Super fast. For how many billion years? 12.9 12.9 billion years. If you travel at that speed for 12.9 billion years, you might reach this star. Now, the question is, well, the previous record that the Hubble uh, telescope held was 9 billion light years away. Now they've jumped up to 12.9, almost, a, a big almost 13. Like, they've, they're smashing yeah, this record. Um, and they're like, how did we even see this? Okay, so they used a technique uh, called gravitational lensing. Okay. Gravitational right. lensing. It works like this. If there is a great cluster of galaxies in the line of sight, the gravitational pull from the mass of matter will bend and magnify the light of more dif- distant objects behind. Yes. Usually, you just see other galaxies. Yes. Um, but in this case, it is a massive star that is really like a singular massive star that is really, really far away. That is awesome. And so, yeah, this is 12.9. That is the universe that our God created. Amen. That is a big place. That is ginormous. That is infinite. (laughs) That is is our playground for the rest of eternity. That is our area to explore, to study, to research, to understand. And everything that we study Mm -hmm. out there and everything we find out is going to tell us more about the love of God. Well, this this is so exciting. Because, like, what space shows us is that there is so much more. Like, yes. we live on an amazing planet with, like, amazing things. And if we go down to the microscopic level, I'm going to be talking about some things that people are doing at the microscopic level in a second that are really, really powerful and awesome. Uh, but, you know, if we go down to the microscopic level, there is so much to learn, so much to see. Like, uh, you know, how we're coming to understanding of how cells work and all this stuff is, like, insane. And all this came into existence when nothing exploded. Supposedly. Uh, supposedly. Supposedly. Yeah, was, this like, all came into existence when nothing exploded. I was like, dang, well, that's controversial. <laughs> so, so, supposedly. Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, supposedly. Yeah, nice. Oh, but, but essentially, yeah, this is, this is incredible. And, and obviously, um, I don't think this is the limit of space. Like, there's probably a lot more out oh, there. Yes. What's behind this star? Uh, exactly. You know, we, we need to get the Hubble Space Telescope and rather than retiring it, let's shoot it out there. Ah, oh, dude, just like send it to Uranus. It, it sent, yeah, and, and further, just send the thing. Just go, just let it, let you it know, go. Send wild. a rocket up there, bolt it to the outside, fire that rocket off, send it off into deep space and see what it can find. <laughs> let's go. Hopefully we would still get the signal from it, right? I'm like. Yeah, we could update ha- How far does 5G go? <laughs> <laughs> 5G goes right through your brain. Oh, oh no. <laughs> okay, in other news, this is really, really cool. So um, there is a disease. It is called 
epidermolysis, ep, epidermolysis bullosa. Okay, epidermolysis bullosa. Mm-hmm. And that is the disease that uh, usually, like, children have where their cells don't regenerate when they get, like, a wound or a cut. Or whatever it is, like they, it's like that disease where like they're constantly like wrapped in bandages because like one little touch to the skin like leaves them with a wound that takes months and months and months to heal, and it is super devastating and sad and upsetting. And there are plenty of people, um, you know, donating towards this, and plenty of scientists that work trying to come up with solutions to be able to solve this because it is like an awful disease, and most people who have it most children that have it don't live very long mm. because it's impossible. That's misery. Uh, it is. It is. They're, yeah. Like I said, constantly wrapped in bandages. Their skin is constantly constantly blistering and cutting and, and falling apart. And it's really, really sad. But there has been a breakthrough. Okay. So there has been this gel created. They've called it BVEC, which stands for something. Um, and this contains non-replicating cells of herpes. Right. The herpes virus. Okay. So you attack a disease with a disease. Yes, but you've genetically altered that disease, so it's non-replicating. Right. And it's undetectable as well because you don't want to be, like, pinged for, you know, having herpes. Doesn't herpes give you, like, cold sores and stuff like that? Yeah, but they've done the opposite with this. So they've killed the disease... With the disease, they've killed the skin disease with the skin disease. With the, with the skin disease, yes, yes, yes. So it carries genetic uh, it's codes. Killed blisters with blisters. That's right. It carries genetic codes with proteins in it called collagen uh, seven. And right. this collagen seven, um, basically, it's this like strong fibril kind of. Uh, protein that goes and supplements the the dissolving skin, you know, the blistering skin, and ultimately like fixes it. And now they've done phase one and phase two trials. Obviously, the skin disease still exists. This isn't a cure, but it quells the symptoms. You put this gel on and it literally heals your skin. Um, in phase one trials, they were doing on mice and they had great breakthrough. Phase two trials, they did it on nine different children and they had fantastic breakthroughs as well. They were seeing this kid's skin hold together and be healed as a result of putting this on. Instead of taking blisters months to heal, it took like a lot quicker. Um, And now they want to jump into phase three trials, um, you know, since it was already demonstrated to do a fantastic job. And and again, it's so so, uh, weird ascribing, um, you know, a victory to a disease like herpes. Which, yeah. Which is usually... Doing my head in. But... Kill blisters with blisters. They've basically they've basically genetically modified herpes to, instead of attack your body, to aid your body in replacing skin cells. That, this, is, this is wild stuff. It's amazing what humans can do. Mm-hmm. It just, you know, we live in a world that is so broken by sin and so destroyed by mm-hmm. sin and we have such horrific diseases. And yet God is... You know, it created us with a brain that we then set to work and we come up with these, you know, who would have ever, who even thought of this in the, who's gone like, you know what, I'm going to, I've got a skin disease here, a blistering disease, I'll kill it with blisters. Mm-hmm. You know, what, what, what kind of, you know, I, I, I guess we, we solve bombs with bombs, you know, if you get a landmine, <laughs> what do you do? You put a bomb on it and blow it up. 
<laughs> maybe it's a similar thing. Maybe that was the maybe that was the thought process. Yeah, well, essentially, and and it's been able to work. And I think the most beautiful thing about it is is this was like such an improvement on quality of life for the children, for the parents, you know, um, and to be able to, to keep on top of the wounds. As I said, this isn't solving the disease at it, at the at the cause, but if this you know kind of gets out like. Kids with this disease will have the ability to to go to school, to you know, spend time yes. outside of the house. Like this to is live. incredible to actually live. Mm. You're listening to the Breakfast Show podcast on Faith FM, positively different. Okay, but uh, now we have our it's another Carly Fletcher. It is Carly Fletcher. Yes. God, God, to know you. Yes. So, uh, but before we get into that, we've got we've got to let Lyle like talk about some stuff. Before we let Lyle talk about some stuff, well, then we have to give our two hundred point clue for the quiz, which is Simon from Bethany was suffering from what disease? Zero four nine one zero six four six six nine is the number to call. If you know the answer, you can uh, you can win yourself a uh, back issue of Signs Magazine. But if you uh, would like to just get those points on the board, continue to work your way through the quiz and answer every single question correctly and win every single prize, um, you can give us a call 0491-064-669. Again, that question was, Simon from Bethany was suffering from what disease? Well, we've got somebody to call through on the stories that you were just hearing here a moment ago. Um, I think, I believe it's Bruce, is it? Bruce, welcome to the show. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I was thinking about, you know, that herpes business, mm-hmm. that... Well, but God gave that person those thoughts. You know, it's God that gives us thoughts, you know, and good thoughts. And if we follow his His leading, well, then we'll be blessed, you know, and, and that's the whole point. And I was actually saying to your wife that, like, yesterday I had an experience, like I was, we just cut down this tree on the neighbor's property and we're sort of getting it from burning up. But all the centre of it was all rotted, you know, and had sort of like white ants and different things like that. And God gave me this thought, oh, you want to dig that stuff out it's, and put it in your mulcher and you can put it on your garden as, as mulch, you know. And that's what I did. And then after I dug it all out, I thought, oh, I can light a fire in here and then it'll burn the stump away. And so, you know, these thoughts, I believe, come from God. Yeah, well, the Bible, the, the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes down from the Father of lights, mm-hmm. the Father above. Yeah, yeah. And so the more we think about that, the more we'll be looking and acknowledging God and the more we'll be blessed by following his guidance. Yeah, absolutely. You know, and I had other experiences too. When I was burning things, uh, I uh, actually chucked an old pair of overalls in there. But before I chucked it in, this thought went through my mind, oh, check the pockets. But I never did. You know, I never took, I believe that was the Holy Spirit. I didn't, didn't take any notice, chucked it in, burned it. And I was thinking in my worship this morning, I was thinking, you know, you don't know what was in your pockets and you'll never know, you know. And, but if you had listened to the Holy Spirit and searched, you would have known. And this is what, this is how we're learning, how God's talking to us, giving us wisdom. Do we take note of it and are blessed or we do, or we don't and where we don't know, you mm. know. Yeah, I wonder how many. I wonder how many blessings and opportunities we have missed, um, in the same way that you have. Uh, you know, you, you're never going to know what you missed out of those pockets. But I wonder how many blessings and opportunities we've we've missed down through time, just because we haven't listened to the voice, haven't practiced 
listening to the voice of the Holy Spirit mm-hmm. because the more you practice listening, the more you hear that voice. Uh, Bruce, thank you so much for sharing with us on The Breakfast Show this morning. We love hearing from our listeners. If you've got some thoughts that you'd like to share, don't be scared to give us a call, 0491064669. We would love to hear from you as well. Um, but, yeah, we probably should talk about a few uh, more serious news stories as well. Yeah, I want to hear the one about the freezer. Okay, you want to hear about the one about the freezer because that one's got you freaked out. And yeah. Rightfully so, freezer uh-huh. full of... Dead bodies, it turns out. <laughs> but before we talk it's about the that, breakfast show. <laughs> before we talk about that story, um, we need to talk about what's happening up in Lismore mm. and Byron Bay and places like that. So the flooding up there just reached eleven point four meters overnight. Um, that's a, a full meter over the levee. Now, you know, obviously nothing like the floods that they had a couple of weeks ago, but you know. Fact is, they had those floods a couple of weeks ago, and you sort of wonder what is going on. How is our world going so badly? And Raphael's texted through just to say, you know, we need to be praying for these people. So why don't we uh, stop here right now and let's have a special prayer for our Northern Rivers region. Father in heaven, we pray in a very special way that you'll be with people up in the Northern Rivers. You know the trauma that they're going through, the lives that are being lost, uh, the property and the, you know, so many... Just so much loss that is taking place up there, the damage that is doing to the environment. There are so many bad outcomes as a result of these floods right now. And we know that these are all events that are pointing us towards the fact that you are coming back soon. We pray that you'll be with these people. We pray that even in the middle of this loss, that they will look to you and that you will be there for them. And so we just pray that that the loss will be minimized, that the missing people will be found healthy and safe and that um, that these flood events will come to an end. We ask this in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. All right, so let's talk about... Okay, you want to talk about... The, where's the freezer one? Okay, so there's a large walk-in freezer unit in that was discovered in Washington State in the University of Washington, and it is full of aborted baby parts. Okay, uh-huh. so this is, this is the... Uh, this, um, a fetal tissue has been used. Well, sorry, this is the this is the largest and most active fetal organ bank anywhere in the world. Mm-hmm. And basically, uh, fetal trafficking is something that is you know pretty abhorrent. Mm-hmm. Um, and this is this is what's taking place. Um, and it's operating in violation of federal law, except that it has never been investigated, and there are no plans to lay charges. It was discovered when some activists found a 2013 invoice for fetal brains um, that had the address on it. Mm-hmm. And so they basically walked into the university, like, oh, this has got the address on it, it's got the room number on it, it's got everything on it, walked in there, and there it was. Took photos. So within the university, within yes. this freezer storage, yes. they're illegally buying yes. and selling fetus organs. Yes. Okay, so there's a number of considerations here. The first consideration is this. All right, if I had a child and that child died, would I make that child available for scientific, that child's body available for scientific research? I believe that's a noble thing to do. I don't know whether I would or not. Certainly with my body, go nuts. Yeah. (laughs) You will be amazed what you will learn if you look at my brain uh, or what you won't learn, as the case might be. Um... But with a child's body, yes, there is a place for that when a child dies. 
the thing that I find most disturbing about this is this: these are not child children that died. These were children that were aborted. Mm. And these are children that were not aborted, you know, out of medical necessity. And that makes this story just extra tragic because you have these children whose lives have been taken. And, and I know that this is a traumatic story for so many people to hear. Mm. I just want to, want to mention, you know, the lifeline number 131114. Uh, give that number a call if this is something that, that triggers things for you because I know that, you know, we all have a past and we've all made mistakes in our past and we've all done things that we've regretted and we've all done things that have damaged us. Mm. And we want to acknowledge that, but we also want to acknowledge what happens in our world where... These kind of things take place. You know, there is no record anywhere of parents signing over and saying, yes, you know, um, we're going to have an abortion, take this, you know. They just have been taken and Mm. have been used and used for research. And and some of the research that has come out as a result of this is pretty disturbing stuff. You know, you've got the White Coat Project, which has uh, 2 billion members across the United... Sorry, 2 million members across the United States um, protesting... You know, twenty billion dollars that were spent on um, experiments on dogs, cats, monkeys, rats, etc. Because okay, they're opposed to uh, scientific experiment on animals. But you've got twenty-seven million that is spent on fetal research, mm. and nobody's saying anything about this. You know, I find that I find that worrying, and it's sort of mm. um, okay. So one of the things that this this tissue has been used for is to create humanized mice. And so they've used this material to create mice that were 1% human DNA. Uh-huh. And they've pointed out that the process to make a mouse that is 1% DNA is exactly the same process that you would use to create a mouse, well, 1% human DNA, that is. Uh, you would use the same process and it's no harder to create one that is 100% human DNA. The only that- reason they did 1% was because they thought they would get away with that from ethical reasons. Um, that's why they held back. But then the scary thing is if you did create mice that were 100% human DNA, you get a male one, you get a female one, you create a test tube baby as a result of that, impregnate that into a woman, that would be born as a human baby because that's what the DNA is, whose biological parents were mice. That is the scariest thing you've ever said. That is that is freaky. I'm- okay, some of the other universities involved in this, University of Nebraska, University of North Carolina, and, of course, uh, the Zuckerberg General Hospital in San Francisco. Mm-hmm. So some pretty crazy stuff that is going on in our world right now. You did want to hear about that story. Now you've heard about it. And uh, moving across very quickly to Utah, they've just uh, passed a bill there to ban biological males for, for competing in women's sports. Uh, this was vetoed by the governor, uh, Spencer Cox, but in a special session of the House of Representatives, it passed 56 to 18, followed by the Senate 21 to 8, which overrides, thoroughly overrides the veto, making it the 12th state to move in that direction. About time Australia caught up. Oh, go Utah. With, yeah. dude, that's my, dude, that's my favorite basketball team right there. They're getting things done. Absolutely. Oh, I love it. So let's give, uh, let's give people that are out there doing the right thing all the support that we possibly can. You're listening to The Breakfast Show Podcast on Faith FM. Positively different.
got uh, Dr. Sven Erstring joining us in the studio. Um, we are super excited about that. But before we jump into his interview, we have our 300-point question. Lawson, go for it. All right, for 300 points, what Jewish ruler was told by Jesus, you must be born again? 0491-064-669 is the number to call if you know the answer. For 300 points, you win yourself a pocket sermon. But again, that question was, what Jewish ruler was told by Jesus, you must be born again? 0491-064-669. All right, well, joining us in the studio this morning is Dr. Sven Erstring, and Dr. Sven always talks to us about apologetic subjects. Um Doctors Sven and Lawson have been having some interesting discussions and Bible studies recently, <laughs> yeah, which right. is always good fun. Um, what are we talking about this morning? Yes, no, I, I need a lot of teaching from Lawson. You know, I've I've, I've kind of gone off track <laughs> of it. You know, stop it, day. stop it, stop it. <laughs> no, it was it was really it's been really great to be able to team up with with Lawson, mm. and in particular, we we've been studying with a with a young young man. Yes, uh, mm. he, here on the the, um, uh, the the east coast of of Australia, and um, what I suggested was going through a film series that I produced, which was the I Am series, mm-hmm. uh, which you can get um, through through YouTube or online, and and um, and so what, okay. So if we want to find if we want to find the I Am series on YouTube, we search Doctor Sven Erstring. You call Faith FM, and call Faith, uh, FM, and Faith FM will give you the link. Okay, yeah. <laughs> because you're 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 Name is actually spelled O-string rather than Erstring. Uh, that, that is correct. Well, it's, it's the O with the dots. O right? with the dots. Yes. O yeah. with the dots. Remember so the guy with the dots. So. Yes. O with the two dots. So, so the thing was that we we're going through and, and we arrived at the the, the third episode, um, which is why did Jesus have to die? Mm-hmm. And and Lyle, this is one of the two episodes that I absolutely love. Um, you know, I guess you know all of them. You know, we, we created, we were produced to be great. You know, they're all very biblical. But there's two I really love. The one at the end, which is the second coming of Jesus, uh, for me is just like, wow. I just I just love this episode because it focuses on the hope that we have. Mm. But the other one, kind of at the beginning of the series, number three, is why did Jesus have to die? And, and it just touches my heart. And um, I don't know about Lawson. I haven't asked him uh, what he felt, but you know, when I when I get to share that, I I really uh, feel you know just just amazed at a God who would love us that much. Oh, it's it's moving. In fact, I get made fun of because I not not uh, well when I give Bible studies on this topic, uh, which I've done a couple times over the last couple of weeks, I get made fun of by my colleague um, because I end up crying when I'm giving the Bible study, like talking about what Jesus has done for us. And it's, and it's always like, ah, come on, Lawson, like pull yourself together. Um, but yeah, it, and as mm. the I Am series covers that same topic, it's, in, it's beautiful. It's amazing. Like, yes. wow. Jesus has given everything for us. He sacrificed everything. He lived the perfect life. Um, he suffered in every single way so that we don't have to. Like, it's amazing. Mm. And, and so at the end of the series, we, well, the, the episode, I should say, uh, we share the story of this, this young soldier in the States, uh, who, uh, Willie Lear. And he, uh, he was in this, this, the Civil War. And there was these, these Union soldiers who were captured. Mm-hmm. And they were going to be um, shot. Um, because they were enemies. And um, uh, Willie Lear saw one of the guys. He knew it, the, the person. He had a family and kids. Willie Lear was was by, by himself. He was single. And so Willie Lear says to his captain, um, I want to 
pull that guy out of the um, the the firing firing line, the, you know, um, and I will step into his his place. And for me, I'm going. That is amazing. You know, to to think that a person would die for someone else, mm-hmm. for an enemy, mm-hmm. for an enemy, mm-hmm. and, he's trying to kill them a little time previously. And and uh, you know, there, there's a gravestone in the states, and there's a there's a few stories like this. But you know, to to the memory of Willie Lear, who took my place, uh, a bit of a summary. And, and so we we go through the story. You know, Lawson and I did. We, we're watching this together, and I'm I'm still touched by that story. Mm. But to think that that's a little story of a much bigger story, which of course is Jesus. And we get to the end, and and, and there's a question in the series. You know, when we're doing mm. the Bible study, we just ask, "How does it make you feel that that Jesus would would die in your place?" And you know, I'm I'm sort of thinking to myself, you know, at that point, my heart is melting. You know, I don't know if Lawson was crying at that time, maybe not. <laughs> but but you know, I'm I'm going like I'm wow. And and so I ask ask this young man, and I say, what what did you what did you think? And he's going like nothing at all. It didn't touch me at all. I'm going like really. How can that not? How can that not? But 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 um, Lyle, this is maybe a, because maybe because it happened two thousand years ago and we didn't see it. Mm. That that is very true. But it's it, it gets even bigger than, than our friend. It, it gets bigger than that. And um, uh, there's some of the new atheists, some of the authors who who are writing about this. Uh, for example, the late Christopher Hitchens. Uh, so he wrote this statement. He said, the doctrine of vicarious redemption, someone stepping into your place uh, through human sacrifice is utterly immoral. Yeah, wow. This is immoral. It's so what Le- Willie Lear did was immoral is what he's saying. Uh, well, in particular, he's saying what Jesus did on the cross is immoral. Is immoral. That's bizarre. How can somebody giving their life for somebody else... You know, that has to be the highest, the highest form of morality that there is. Mm-hmm. So, and then there's another one in the, in the book, The Lost Message of Jesus, uh, Stephen Chalk, and I hope he doesn't get too near Blackboard, but, uh, and Alan Mann uh, say this, how have we come to believe that at the cross, the God, this God of love suddenly decided to vent his anger and wrath on his own son? The fact is that the cross isn't, isn't a form of cosmic child abuse. Uh, the eventual father punishing his son for an offense he has not even committed. So what he, what they're saying is this, is that the, you know, the idea that, that God would send his son and then hurl all of this wrath and anger against him and, and literally sacrifice him is, is a form of, of child abuse. So that's what they're referring to. Yeah, yeah. And, and other people have mentioned this as well. This is, you know, uh, Richard Dawkins, uh, you know, people like Richard Carrier and others as well. You know, and the question we have to ask ourselves uh, today is this, is does the, the death of Jesus have any impact upon us and even go further than that and say, is it a form of cosmic child abuse? And that's, that's a really we're... good question. I think they've mm. raised a very good question. I'm mm. keen to hear the answers, Dr. Mm. String. What are you going to share with us in relation? I mean, I sort, of, I sort of look at that as being a very twisted view of fatherhood to begin with, but I'm keen to hear your thoughts on this. Mm. The, the thing is that we have to understand two things, Lyle. Number one, we need to ask, understand ourselves better. 
And number two, we need to understand who Jesus is. Yes, and that absolutely. That's the key. Yes, this is the key. And the, the issue is that we often see ourselves in a much better light than we really are. Indeed. And, and this is what is drummed into us by society. This is what is drummed into us by non-Christian religions. You are God. God God is not within you. You are God. Yeah. Positive thinking. Yes. You know, you can achieve the world. You can become God of your own planets. Well, that's a Mormon idea. But uh, you be, know, be true to yourself. Be true to yourself. Rather than being true to Jesus Christ, be, be true to yourself. Believe in yourself. Yes. All of those kind of things. It's very self-focused yeah, society. Very, self, uh, very self-focused. And the question is, is that view of ourselves true absolutely not all we have to do is look at our own life and look at the brokenness we've experienced in our own life and actually be real about that and we will recognize that every single one of us is a broken person now let me give you a scientific kind of uh view on this um, because you and I, we kind of, we feel pretty good about ourselves. Um, I mean, we may not, we may look in the mirror and say we are sort of like, you know, some kind of, uh, you know, athlete kind of thing that, that some of us may be. But the fact is we, we feel ourselves are pretty good. But did you know that we're actually, uh, from a genetic point of view, we're actually degrading all the time. It's called genetic entropy. Uh, yes. Our, our, our DNA is slowly yes. corrupting over time. Which is a very interesting thing because it tells us that it can only uh, the human race can only go back about six thousand years. That's right. Which supports uh, recent creation, which it I find indeed. is very exciting. It does indeed. But, but the thing is, this you don't actually always feel that or know that, right? No, because I mean, I look at my children and they have less genetic strength than what I have. And yet they don't feel like they're weaker than me no. uh, because they are younger and fitter and stronger. And, you know, I don't feel like I am weaker than my father because I'm younger and stronger and fitter. And so we, we just work on this assumption that, you know, we're not going downhill. We're going uphill. We're, we're increasing, not decreasing. And, and, and the fact is this is that we're gen- uh, genetically degrading every single day of our lives. But we don't recognize that. We don't necessarily see that. And I want to take it from the genetic reality to the spiritual reality. We not we may not feel that we're that bad, but the reality is, spiritually, we we are in deep trouble. Mm. We are in deep, deep trouble. And, and you know, the, the the Bible says that even our righteous acts are like uh, filthy rags. That's that's the 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 King James version of the Bible. So what it means is that we. We have a deep, deep need. We, we are headed towards extinction, and, and we need to recognize that. We need a, a cosmic help, if I put, that, put it that way. Yes, yes. That's, that's our side. Coming back to Jesus, the question is, who is Jesus? This is the big question. And what the Bible tells us is that he is not just a, a child who's been abused by a father. No, Jesus is the creator of everything. He is the creator of you and I. Um, he not only created this world about 6,000 years ago, but he also upholds this world. Moment by moment, you are being held, upheld by the hands of Jesus, spiritually speaking, mm. which is incredible. So when we come, uh, um, and at that, let me take it one step further. What that also means, and the Bible is very clear, is uh, Jesus is not the son of the Father, though that's a term used in the Bible. Jesus is actually God. Mm-hmm. He's actually God himself. And so when Jesus steps into the world, we see God in all his fullness, all his glory, as the Bible would say. 
And and so when Jesus dies for for us, it's actually God himself dying for us. It is not cosmic child abuse. It's the God of the universe saying, I want to give you a second chance. It's the ruler and creator of the universe. It's somebody who had the choice. Yes. Somebody who could have stepped down off the cross at any particular point at time. Somebody that the only thing that held them to the cross was knowing that you and I existed or would exist and that by staying on the cross, he could spend eternity with us. Yes, yes. And so the fact is, Lyle and Lawson, mm. is our only hope for for the future is if the the creator god of the universe jesus himself would come and die for us you know if we have a spiritual sickness worse than covid worse than than aids or ebola or you know all of those you know sars whatever you want to talk about if we have a fatal uh, uh spiritual condition mm. that that we cannot save ourselves out of because every single one of us on the planet have it. And the creator God of the universe steps in to die the death that we should have died so that we could live. Uh, that is not cosmic um, child abuse. It's not immoral. That is the greatest love that the world has ever seen. Mm, and we need to dive into that. We need to understand that. And, and when we understand who we really are and who Jesus is, really is, then I believe um, if we open up our hearts, we'll be able to say, wow, I want to receive this love, not only to see it on the cross, but actually experience it in my heart and my mind as well. It's interesting. We were covering a story earlier this morning about um, Lawson was sharing about a star that has just been discovered by Hubble Space Telescope that is 12.6 billion light years away. Mm. And, you know, you see you see something like that and it shows you the infinity of the universe and it gives you a small picture of who God actually is. And the more we understand about who God is and how big God is and how great God is, the more it gives us a truer perspective on ourselves and who we are. Mm. And then we recognize that that is the individual, the one who created these things is, you know, because... Of course, evolution supposedly will say that you know star was created 12.6 billion years ago, well, billion light years away when nothing exploded a long time ago. Mm. Um, and but when we understand, no, God created this, and God died for us, and we're just a speck. Our yes. earth is a, our, our earth is a speck of dust. Yes, yes, that's an amazing amount of love that mm. God would care about a speck of dust. Mm. Mm. You know, he could have just used his his feather duster and we would be gone yes yeah <clears throat> it's it's incredible and and paul actually says in second corinthians uh, paul says one has died for all therefore all have died and so what what it says is that when jesus died on the cross we all died with him and when we choose to accept him we have the choice to be resurrected back to life with him. Mm. This is fantastic news. Dr. Sven Erstring, thank you so much for joining us here. We're going to get the, the link for uh, your YouTube uh, series up on our Faith FM Facebook page. So you can simply head across to the Faith FM Facebook page and we'll get that link for you there with the, uh, was it the I, I, am, series. I am series? The I Am series. Uh, right now, we're going to continue with the show. This is the Booth Brothers with Out the Lord. Thanks for being a part of the Faith FM family. Join our community on Facebook or get in touch at 1 800 Faith FM.